Let's listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody. Gather near. The doctor's in the house. So lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron. The doctor is in the house. I am your host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. And uh, we are live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. and uh, some Saturdays to take questions if anybody cares to ask any. So, ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And with that, I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. And for six years now, I've been telling you that grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and their social relationships and it's not just good for the grateful person it's also for good for the person receiving the benefits of you giving them gratitude we'll have a little bit more to talk about that in a minute that's one of the our saturday topics for today so let's continue this journey of getting as much education as you can so that you can be the ceo of your own body Remember, you have the right to ask questions, to get answers before you let anything anything be done to you. And as I told you on Tuesday, logic and imagination, not being used enough, and people that use logic and imagination are being dumbed down. Logic is essentially grounding, and it is stabilizing because it allows you to analyze any situation or cluster of information and see through to its validity or invalidity. And our imagination can take us soaring. It allows you to see your greatest vision for your life and therefore act towards its fulfillment. So others around you may be succumbing to their own misperceptions 
and lack of an energizing spirit, but you don't have to. So before I get on with the, today's topics that I thought I'd start out with, I do, do want to mention about uh, our show on the Tuesday, which was a redo. People asked me about other anti-inflammatory foods, and they do include the following. I won't go through the whole list. If you want the whole list, uh, email me. Uh, almonds, artichokes, bee pollen, buckwheat, cabbage and cauliflower, carrots, cilantro, cucumbers, fennel, figs, and of course, garlic. And I did mention garlic. Garlic is, is good for almost everything except your love life. Kale, kefir, kelp, red beets. You, you read a lot about red beets now and their nitric oxide content. Turnips, and zucchini. And also there was a, an article uh, about uh, in the longevity from the Longevity Institute. And they, of course, recommend tomato juice because it decreases inflammation because tomatoes are rich in lycopenes, which are antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds. They've been shown in, in many studies to uh, be effective for this. Frankincense is anti-inflammatory. Now, beer has been called uh, liquid bread, but beer compounds may combat inflammation as well as cocoa and green tea. And Roger, I am doing great. And... Uh, I appreciate you tuning in today, and uh, let's see if I can get you on. Uh, and yes, you could definitely call in today, but this is uh, new for me to work this here, so let's see what we can do. Do Hello, I have your... My name is uh, Roger Carson from Better Health. Good Health afternoon, how are you? Today, how are you? I'm very well. How about yourself? Roger, did you have a question or a comment? Uh, well, it was a question, Let's actually. Uh, we Alice. are with um, a mental health charity uh, called Better Help UK, and we were wondering... Good afternoon. Uh, How are you? Uh, you would be willing to um, help us with our research. No, if you uh, want to ask now, something. Uh, now, we, we, get, we, we, we have that. had a lot of issues with and this. Welcome, with Harim. How are you? I'm with, very um, good. How are you? So, look... So, uh, some we are doing have, uh, some research. Like coffee. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love coffee. Good and bad coffee is about coffee. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to tell you, uh, first of all, I did a couple of shows on coffee, and coffee has a lot of pesticides in it, so it's not bad. It has a lot of good ingredients also, but how you take your coffees is also really important. You know, after the Spanish flu epidemic of... of uh, 1918, 1919, in which uh, my father lost his mother. Uh, everything was in paper cups. And, and just like it says, it was paper cups. But now the cups are coated with plastic, right? And uh, do you think they can contaminate your drink? Well, they can. And they were put in there so, you know, the coffee doesn't soak through the paper and start leaking out. So a study out of India... What's wrong with uh, drinking okay, coffee brand new in study. a mug? 10.2 billion tiny particles of microplastics were found in disposable cups of hot water after just 15 minutes of exposure. 
Yeah, but why not just? Well, I would think that's startling, and that's what the lead author authors comment was it's startling doctor why don't you just now we're not just talking about plasticizer compounds which are endocrine disruptors but also toxic heavy metals like cadmium and lead some research is showing that milky coffee allows even more plastic to migrate into it as some of the plastic toxins are fat soluble so you may have coffee milk And the hotter the coffee, the greater the amount of plastic that can leach into it. Do you just drink it out of your hands? And that is why a microwave oven is only good for the clock. And that's why it is never recommended to microwave your disposable coffee cup. Sorry. Okay, you get all those toxins into your coffee. I'm hard of hearing, sorry. Somehow, you your hand in the boiling hot beverages and pouring them has gotten a, a, a pass. Doesn't make them well, safe, um, though. And I'm, you again, I'm not telling you to give cold. up coffee. Some people have a fetish. Uh, they hate coffee. Fetish. No, coffee has been shown to have a lot of positive effects on your body and your brain. And we've, we've covered it. If you want me to cover it again at some time, I, I will. I suppose they call you Dr. Coffee then. Uh, you know, there's, there's some, you know, if you have a uh, fib or whatever, you might want to be careful to, and ask for advice. But all you need to do to keep enjoying your favorite hot beverage, including tea now, is ditch the plastic containers. Have it now, the experts are recommending ceramic coffee mugs, mugs as your best option. But That's like what Starbucks. I was saying, but then you said... Also, all, some all, of those double-walled glass coffee cups that keep the heat in without burning That's your not, hands. That's not economically viable for someone no, like I Starbucks. I just wanted to open with this today to blow the lid off a toxic toxic uh, coffee. What because about cardboard? It, again, you know, cardboard if you have the knowledge, cats. now you can act on it. Okay. What about and, cardboard and coffee a, cups? A, what I would consider a good, good so suggestion. This guy, this a good, Dr. Uh, coffee, Dr. Coffee. For your Dr. health, coffee. right? So you can live longer. Microplastics, you've got to be really careful about them. Sorry, uh, that's what you're So for the past six years, I've been talking about an attitude of gratitude. Well, you have been talking for the past six years. So before we get on to some of the other things that let us fucking know about me. COVID and Fauci and so forth, uh, let me just tell you that scientists can have discovered question, that feelings please. of gratitude can actually change your brain. Feeling gratitude can also be anxiety. They have also discovered that the heart sends signals to the brain. I guess uh, they haven't heard of the show. You know, our bioenergy field of your heart sends out six feet. And how far in, in, in feet do they want you to stay away from each other for this physical distancing? Six feet. Mate, can I ask you a question? And all those good oxytocin questions from a hug and from, from getting close to people and, from, uh, and socializing. So every time Excuse we struggle me. with depression, why are we constantly me. encouraged to take prescription medication when mindfulness techniques... So gratitude is a funny thing, right? In some parts of the world, somebody who gets a clean drink of water, gets some food, a worn-out pair of shoes, can be extremely grateful. A coffee. Meanwhile, somebody else who has all the necessities they need can be found complaining about something. 
what we have today is what we once wanted before. But there's a lingering belief out there that obtaining material possessions is the key to happiness. May, it might be true. May, but may happiness, I ask you a question? Ladies and gentlemen, is temporary. I don't think you can hear me. The truth is... Alice, like you can say what you want. So, happiness is you, an inside can you, job. Can you hear me? And, um, what should I call Alistair. Like your name is hey, Alistair, Alistair, he can't hear you. You can say what you want on his show. You can say what you want. He can't well, hear you. So I can say that. Like, and she did a great job yes, and he can't summarizing hear what we've been talking about for almost six years now. That's getting cool. So we live in a world, right? We're always made to feel that we're lacking something and that we want more. It's going to be hard to achieve or experience actual happiness. And many of us are always looking toward external factors to experience joy and happiness, when in reality, it's all related to internal work. This is something science is just starting to grasp, as well as shown by research coming out of the UCLA Mindfulness Awareness Research Center. This man is a registered sex offender. They said having an attitude of gratitude changes the molecular structure of the brain, keeps gray matter functioning, and makes us healthier and happier. When you feel happiness, the central nervous system is affected. You are more peaceful, less reactive, less resistant. Uh, you need to ha- you need to leave right now. That's really a cool way of taking you care need of to yourself. Leave right now. This man is inside. insane. He's insane. Count your blessings. Right. Got, and people that count their blessings tend to be happy. And less children in his basement. Gratitude writing. That's a that's a subject for a whole podcast to write it down to use another sense because gratitude can get rid of those toxic emotions okay so and berkeley has a study on this and they found almost the same thing that's been done it's a product of our consciousness and when we feel gratitude our brain responds roger shags everyone and now researchers are discovering that the heart also responds and it might actually be the heart that is responsible for sending those signals to the brain. So a heart actually. So without does beating the subject, no. but it is a subject that can beat up more often. Roger, 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 Gratitude and positive feelings can change the world. You would not believe the studies. Like, like when I told people there are 87,000 studies on that vitamin D, they didn't believe me until they went to PubMed and looked it up. Uh, probably because you weren't like But there's a lot of studies on gratitude. We just don't talk about it enough. So emotions and other factors associated with our consciousness have the power to Doctor, transform our inner world in ways I'm sure we don't fully understand. They show how consciousness can actually transform the physical material world. And ladies and gentlemen, that's you. People here in Southwest Florida know that you've got seven children in your basement. Keep speaking. 
So we can change our inner world. Get him molested or mother keeps speaking. Mystics and religious people have been doing it for years. Oh, you're feeling our tastes. So we can change this world through gratitude, empathy, compassion, and meditation. And what do we get for that? It makes our outer world more peaceful. I mean, I guess so. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I see that uh, people want to uh, uh, join me, but apparently uh, I cannot, even though I'm connected to you, apparently I can't hear you. So, uh, Alistair, can you can you hear me? Yes, I can try hear back you. And Rogers, can you hear me? Try him again, because maybe there's a problem. Uh, Hi there, sorry. Uh, yeah, we got hung so up. Can... I apologize. Okay, I heard Roger intermittently. Oh, maybe a problem you, with connection. Can you hear me? Me, Alistair. Roger, I heard you briefly, but I'm sorry. Uh, Hello. Type me a message. I'll, I'll get onto it. Hello. It looks like uh, even though I see you and I'm connected Hello? with you, uh, I cannot uh, get your audio. Are you using a headphone and uh, in your phone? No, I'm actually using. Well, I had this problem once before, and it was a callers were not using a headphone jack. Um, so, but I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here for a while. So I wanted to talk about that. I'm, I'm, I wanted to talk about Anthony Fauci because I'm not a fan of his. You know, he has been failing since 1984. Uh, I just uh, I yeah, he came in as a bureaucratic physician to cure AIDS. He never came up with a vaccine. He never. He, really, he spent billions on anthrax, and anthrax isn't half as serious as all the other infectious diseases. He donated money to the Wuhan laboratory when that type gave a function research. He's not much of a physician as far as I can determine. Has a lot of bureaucratic experience and knows how to survive. And we had no treatment for AIDS until it was outsourced, and then we got AZT. <laughs> when he came into asylum? the National Institute of Allergy, you and, uh, he, the chronic chronic disease rate in the United States was around 12 to 15%. Uh, now it's 2 to 4%. I mean, you may have good intentions. Oh, yeah. So, everyone, uh, to deliver on he did not deliver on anthrax. I mean, I personally don't spend do spend a lot of money. Anybody that wants any Dr. research Ron money has to go through him. He admits to owning over 200 Solid he has all the children in his idiot. is a great politician. Got to give him that. He survived four decades and five presidents. Roger the Shagger. Your pussy is terrifying. So we'll see what's going to happen now. Your pussy is terrifying. Just a little comment. I mean, I'm not the only one. This isn't my 
This is, there's a lot of people saying that. Hey, how about this just came out this justified? week? You know, with the COVID, we've all been uh, told what we got to use sanitizers and everything else. Here's the title of this uh, original research study. Weekly use of disinfectant greatly increases your risk of fatal disease. Let me just read the title again. Weekly, weekly, not daily. Weekly use of disinfectant greatly increases your risk of fatal lung disease. Coffee Hey. Keep talking if you hate black. Okay. That's where it gets absorbed. And this study came out of Harvard. If you're racist, our listeners are like brand names. And the French National. If you can don't white supremacy, keep talking. Twenty-two to thirty-two percent increased chance of developing lung disease. Can the like other people hear us? Like the people who are listening. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some interaction. Chronic yeah, obstructive pulmonary yeah, disease. If you can, if you can hear us, how about you type? They looked at fifty-five thousand nurses in the United States. There's so because they use disinfectants to clean surfaces on their faces. 37% of nurses use disinfectants to clean surfaces on the weekly basis. 19% use them to clean medical There's no way to prove that. Hancocks, more like just to clean cocks. The study was published originally in 2019. There's another study published in 2019 examining 70,000 So the everyday use of disinfectants and bleeds. There's no guidelines. There's no warning on these products. We've talked about cosmetics and uh, endocrine disrupting chemicals in the cosmetics. We've talked about glyphosate. Keep speaking if you we have to talk about hand sanitizers. And people have to get used to using baking soda, vinegar, tea tree oil, lemons, or whatever else that is more natural. Uh, dog so phone, if you do know the facts, you can this is change. you in the morning Same drinking your coffee. <laughs> Okay. And I'm really sorry for those who called in. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. I can't hear you. So no, no, don't apologize. No, I, uh, loving it. Yeah, loving it. Like, you love your coffee, coffee saying, so in the I'm morning. Really sorry. Um, no, don't be sorry. We'll have to figure out what happened there. We had, we had a problem last week. Uh, no. Yeah, I thought Podbean had that all squared away, uh, but uh, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. This is 
I came in today because I wanted to uh, talk about these subjects, and uh, I was, uh, I'm very fortunate enough to live in uh, Southwest Florida, and uh, I was actually at the beach. Why was I at the beach? Because I was practicing grounding. You know, I talked about grounding, get rid of those extra protons. And, you, you know, if you look at door, it, it's at my uh, website, you'll see uh, at least one, probably two podcasts on grounding because uh, walking barefoot on the earth, it does a couple of things. It gets rid of inflammation and helps you to live longer. Do you know that? And it's simple, right? Simple, simple act of walking on the earth. So it's known as grounding or earthing. You can check it out. Because it's uh, been thought to uh, decrease chronic diseases and slow aging. There's a short movie called Down to Earth you may be interested in watching. So um, your body really needs it, ladies and gentlemen, just as it needs air and sunshine. It really needs grounding. It can reduce your stress, getting rid of all those extra protons. But your body, you know, is a, is a electrical generator. It generates electricity. We are very much electrical beings. Earth, the electrical charge of the earth is to, we have to use that to positively influence our health. So when you put your bare feet on the ground, you absorb large amounts of negative electrons through the soles of your feet. Free radical stress from exposure to pollution, cigarettes, pesticides, processed foods, radiation, electromagnetic fields, deplete your body of electrons. The earth is rich in electrons and it can provide an abundant supply of these antioxidant free radical busting electrons but you got to make an effort to stay grounded. So you don't want free radicals to overwhelm you because that'll make you age, cause pain, inflammation. And it is known, uh, a, a cardiologist here in the United States, Stephen Sinatra, says it causes inflammation. And the oxidative stress causes diseases. And all we got to do is take advantage of the free electrons that Mother Earth wants to give us. Dr. Sinatra says that one of the primary health benefits of grounding is that the anti antioxidant effect helps alleviate inflammation through your body. It squelches those fires. So if inflammation is the source or the root or the splinter that's causing your diseases, how easy is it to get grounded? Sinatra says that Alzheimer's, cancer, heart, diabetes, etc., can be influenced and feel and improve with grounding. 
So that's what I was doing today. So I thought I'd come back and, uh, and talk about grounding and gratitude, but uh, it looks like I have uh, a problem with uh, taking phone calls. So we'll have to work on that this uh, tomorrow and see what happens for next week. I do apologize for that. And not something that I, uh, I wanted, believe me. All right. So I told you about the history of COVID and let's just, since I can't really take a lot of questions, let me just, just go to this. I, I told you that COVID was mainly a case-demic, C-A-S-E-demic. The reason I have said that from the beginning and other people have said it too, I'm not the only one, believe me, is that the PCR test invented by a Nobel Prize winner, Gary Knowles, was a, is made for uh, manufacturing. And they started using this test with, with what's called cycle. Um, I've got just a CT, cycle. Uh, they, had, it, they used it too many, they used too many cycles to get the test to show uh, the viral particles. So early in, the, in, the, in the, this COVID narrative, the PCR test was run at 40 cycles per second, cycle threshold. I'm sorry, I had a mental block against that name, cycle threshold. It was run at 40. And at 40, over 90% of the tests that were done were positive. But at 40, you could not find any viral particles in those patients. The country of Portugal outlawed this test because they said it was only valid 3% of the time. So can you imagine you go get a test that's wrong 90 to 95% of the time is gonna show a positive, even though the person getting the test has no virus. So what's happening now? Fauci has come out and said it shouldn't run it above 30 and that the actual cycle threshold that where you can find virus in the sample would be 17 cycles threshold. So now, all of a sudden, if you go get a PCR test, it's not run at 40, as the FDA recommended, as the World Health Organization recommended. It's run at 30 or less. So there's going to be less positive cases. What does that mean? It's going to look like this China virus is getting better. You see what's happening? But all we're doing is getting rid of the false positive tests. The New York Times, even last of August, said that 90% of COVID-19 tests were not indicative of an active illness. The New York Times of all places. And as I said, labs were using 37 to 40 cycle thresholds. So there was, these people were, were positive in their testing, but not positive for a virus. Now, all of a sudden, as of last Tuesday, the CDC revised and re, its, its recommendations. Now they're saying only patients and only patients with symptoms should be tested. 
only patients with symptoms. Before that, they were telling you go to all these testing centers and get tested. Why? Because they wanted to have a lot of cases. They wanted to have a case-demic. And I think that was part of a plan to keep us all in fear, keep us inside. Because when we're inside, we don't get sunlight. We don't get vitamin D. We get depressed. Now, all of a sudden, you wait and see what happens over the next weeks. Going to be less and less cases. Therefore, they're going to. They're, the narrative will be there'll be less and less COVID. Do you understand that? Does that make a little bit of sense to you? I'm not saying that COVID doesn't exist. Okay, but I'm saying that the epidemiologists and statisticians that really study this saying are saying that uh, probably 10%, 10% of the, uh, like in the United States, we have 400,000, 10% have died from COVID, not the rest have died with COVID. We had cases in Florida. Um, when it made the, all the headlines in the news, a motorcycle accident where the motorcycle uh, driver was killed on the way to the hospital, he was given a COVID test, and the headline was he died from COVID. He was in a motorcycle accident and got crushed. But the the headline was he died from COVID. Sure, there are reasons for it, and some of them are. I think that the number is like twenty nine thousand dollars a hospital gets if they can certify a death from uh, that with COVID. So, I mean, there's an incentive for the hospitals. I'm not saying that it is done purposely, but. You know, I guess an extra 29000 from the government doesn't hurt the bottom line for hospitals. So that was a just crazy stuff, just absolutely crazy stuff. So all of a sudden, PCR tests are not positive as much. You know that California health officials are calling for a pause to the Moderna vaccine batch due to reports of allergy. Do you know that China health experts are calling for a suspension of COVID vaccines as Norway is investigating 33 deaths? Do you know that Last week, 55 Americans have died following COVID vaccinations. And I guess most of you have read that Ernie Banks, 86-year-old superstar, died after receiving a COVID vaccination. I need you to do your own research on whether you want to get this vaccine or not. I would direct you to Robert F. Kennedy's website, Children's Health Defense. Look at some, look at the objective research papers there. So you can make up your own mind. Remember, the FDA authorized the use of an experimental vaccine. 
that's different than approving a vaccine for, for use. They authorize the use of an experimental vaccine. The phase three trials will not be completed till 2023. Now, as of this podcast, the vaccines aren't, were the endpoint of the testing was to prevent symptoms. They're not sure whether it's, it will prevent transmission or infection, but if you get the infection, the chances are you'll have less symptoms than if you had not got the uh, vaccine. But again, we don't know the long-term effects. I'm just telling you what I know. We don't know the long-term effects, right? It's only been eight months for a novel vaccine that has a mRNA particle in it that is coated in lipid and gets into your cell and tells your DNA to make this spike protein, hoping that your body will produce antibodies. Now, are these antibodies just to that specific spike protein? Will, will these antibodies fight off the new coronaviruses that are mutating and coming into our countries? Will it react if you get a cold, which is a coronavirus? How will your body react? We just don't know that. The only thing we know is that a lot of deaths after the vaccine were called death by coincidence. And de these declarations by health officials and vaccine makers that deaths and injuries following COVID vaccinations are unrelated coincidences. You'll see that a lot now, it's becoming a pattern but we need transparency. We need to know why people are dying. I mean, even John Hopkins came out after the Miami doctor, 56 year old who was in great health, died after the vaccine. They said there was no doubt it was due to the vaccine. I just need you to just read up on this yourself, listen to other podcasts, just don't take my word for it. All right, we have to wait to see if any autopsies are being done on the on these unfortunate individuals that have died. Okay, some of them I'm sure had severe diseases and we have to know about it though. And we have to know if vaccinating fragile groups is what we should be doing. Okay, because elderly, fragile individuals, you would expect them to uh, you know, to pass away but we just don't want to make it faster, right? Because a lot of these uh, individuals, I guess they could say they would, they're going to die no matter whether they're vaccinated or not. So you know, if you take the vaccination, is it going to make it faster for you to die? I don't know the answer. I just don't want to see a pattern of them telling me that the deaths and injuries following vaccination, vaccinations are unrelated coincidences. I want transparency. Israel has had deaths. Switzerland has had deaths. And I wish I could take your questions. I know you have some questions for me. Uh, and oh my gosh, I see here. Minji Berto, a shout out to 
to uh, Minji Berto. Okay, Boko. And yeah, I do for you. So I, 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 I appreciate your com- comments about don't feel sorry for this. But they, this whole part of this this program was, and you know, how to take your questions and let's let's see where we go. I, uh, challenging is good. Uh, you know, we have to think these things out. We have to discuss them. We have to be transparent about everything. How are we going to get to a bottom line? Like this, everybody talks about science. The science is settled. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, science is never settled. Always have to question it. Question, question, question. And repeat it and see if, if, if indeed the experiment can be replicated. So I will look into this problem. We solved the audio problem. Now we have to see why the good audience and good people that take the time to, to join the program, I can't hear you. I see one uh, of my listeners says that uh, they were hearing it, hearing the, but I couldn't hear you at this end. And I can tell you that after last week's audio problem, everything here is new, including uh, even faster uh, internet connection. 150 megabytes per second or something like that. I mean, it was 75. Now it's 150 up to 200. So I'll, I'll work on it, not to bother you with that. But they were some of the things I wanted to bring to you. Remember about coffee, okay? That's really important. Uh, you don't want to drink your coffee in plastic and get all those tiny plastic particles inside of you. Ugh. Bad enough we live in a toxic environment where in the United States we have over 87,000 chemicals in our, in, in, that are in use and maybe 2 or 3% have even been tested for anything to do with health. So uh, uh, what can I say? You know, um, how about... Maybe let me just close with this because this is something I put aside. I was going to talk about it next week, but do many of you in the United States or get your prescriptions by mail? You ever have mail delivered to you and uh, it's all beaten up? How cookies crumble? Uh, well, there's been some study about this with medications by mail, and they, they, they think that medications are being abused in the same way. They're getting kicked around, but they're also being subject to extreme temperatures, highs and freezing lows. And what can that do, ladies and gentlemen? It can cause your medications to lose effectiveness and even turn toxic. Okay, and you know what? We're staying home now. We're not going out to the pharmacy. And so we're using more and more mail order. But researchers at the University of Utah shipped out 48 packages of medications with temperature trackers inside. In the winter, the drugs spent 68 to 87% of their time in transit outside of the recommended temperature ranges. In the summer... It was 27 to 54% of the time. Is that bad? Hmm? They also found that medications requiring ice packs to keep them cool can be subject to so much heat during the shipment that the ice melts. 
or the ice was put in the wrong spot. Now, if you're on insulin and enzymes, huh? That could be really drastic for you. Okay, especially, you know, injectable hormones that are sensitive to temperature changes. So if you can, it would be good to get your medicine in, in person. Go through a drive-in, you know, with a, or get some, get some of your medicines with a local delivery option. But if you do get your medicine in the mail, please suspect that they've been cooked or frozen during the shipment. And what can you do? First, call your doctor. He can tell you right off the bat if the drug is too compromised to take and might be able to help speed up with a quick, quick replacement. Number two, call whoever shipped you the medication. Let them know there's a big problem. They need to rush you a new supply. And it is, you know, if you see your package all beat up and crushed like a, you know, cookies were inside all crumbled up. And third, you can always call your insurer and let them know you shouldn't have to pay for it and because it's, it's been damaged. And what we've been talking about for years, right? If there's an option, work with somebody that can get you off your medications. A naturopathic physician, a holistic physician, someone will take the time to listen to you rather than to just type in a tablet. Someone who will actually be interested in you and spend the time to learn what's wrong with you. And maybe you could get on to some uh, more natural options. So in order to stay happy, healthy, horny, and high, you must uh, have decrease your stress and have gratitude. I'm going to recommend a tool to you, and uh, we'll talk about it at some point. It has to do with uh, your heart signals. And the, the app is Inner Balance, I-N-N-E-R-B-A-L-A-N-C-E. So, so it's something you can use to see how you're doing and see what creating joy in your life, how it's affecting your heart and your systems. So you can be more coherent and get your energy back. Because when you're chronically ill, your energy really does suffer. And one last thing before we go today, ladies and gentlemen, your gut, you know, 80% of your immunity, but your gut also impacts your nervous system. So you need to cut that back on that gut inflammation, which can cause leaky gut syndrome, which can let these toxic products get up to your brain. Right, so you need a good probiotic. You need to decrease your stress. And that will allow your body to use more oxygen. You can live, what, one or two weeks without food, maybe two to three days without water but only four minutes without oxygen. So how do you think it is when you're double masking and triple masking for this uh, Chinese virus? Do you think you're decreasing your oxygen level at all? I'll let you figure that one out. 
So ladies and gentlemen, I uh, hope I provided some information that you can use. Uh, and if uh, your meds are only coming from a specialty pharmacy, you're, you're better off. But I, mainly this article that I was quoting talked about mail order, like from the major insurance companies that uh, contract out with uh, big, big pharma uh, to uh, ship medicine all over the United States. You're getting your medicine from a specialty pharmacy. That's great. And and I, to be honest with you, I, I take some bioidentical hormones and my pharmacist is only uh, 10 miles away and I pick it up. And I love dealing with a person face-to-face and person that has an interest in what he's making for me. So no, I, I agree. With everything, even, you know, some of these studies I'm reading about, there's, you know, common sense always always prevails, huh? I'm just giving you re- results of studies a lot of times, but, uh, you know, we have a lot of individuality, and that's what I try and preach here, right? Be the CEO of your own body. Use logic and imagination. We need this more than anything today. Well, I don't know what that means if you're a lab rat, but uh, you don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to be like this. One rat said to the other rat, "Are you getting the COVID shot?" And the other rat said, "No, not till they finish the human trials." Uh, so uh, be careful with that. <laughs> and thank you for the comments. You know, laughter is incredibly incredible for your immune system. It really is. It's it's fantastic. So you need to keep keep a little things a little light in your life, right? Get your meat off the seat and get some uh, walking done. If you're, uh, you know, we, we haven't talked about blue light for a while, but if you're in front of a computer, boy, does that screw up your sleep patterns, huh? That blue light, you know, you want to get some blue light blockers or use a blue light blocking app on your computer. Restorative sleep, ladies and gentlemen. Cannot talk enough about a good night's sleep. Whether you use melatonin, uh, you know, use a, uh, I just saw something made me laugh. I'm sorry, but use melatonin or use blue light blocking glasses. Uh, don't have any. Don't have a television in your uh, bedroom. Turn off the Wi-Fi at night. How many times have I talked about that? Don't put that phone up to your ear. Use a uh, Air Buds or use um, uh, the speaker option on your phone. Try and keep that EMF away from you. I'm trying to get Dr. Klinghoff uh, uh, to come on. He's just a Klinghart. I mean, Klinghart. K-L-I-N-G-D-A-R-T. Klinghart to come on the program to talk about EMF because, you know, now with 5G coming up, I'm sure a lot of us don't understand 100%, but that's a millimeter wave that can penetrate your skin can penetrate your skin. So what the heck does it do to the rest of our body? Our body operates on really low voltage. So what the heck does this, all this EMF doing to us? Is it is it, And it is part of our chronic disease, huh? our fibromyalgia, what have you, our chronic pain syndrome patients out there, our type 2 diabetics, our metabolic syndrome, our obesity. You know, eventually everything is related. So, uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I don't have a website, ladies and gentlemen. I just have the website from Podbeam listing all my podcasts, Doc Ron Radio at podbeam.com. I uh, don't have a website. I am in my uh, eighth decade here and uh, only so much I can do. And I'm very fortunate to be able to golf and walk and have a very active life. And my goal, I aspire to inspire before I before I expire is to bring some uh, information to you based on my 55 years of uh, experience. I have passed my boards in family medicine and emergency medicine and acupuncture. I was trained by homeopath and I practice a lot of what I preach. I had a pain center. We never used narcotics, but I have been retired now and I thought a good way for me to give back if people are interested is to talk about what I've learned in my life. And uh, I've learned a lot. You know, I started out just prescribing drugs. I'll never forget my first prescription, 1965 for Furidan. Patient came back and said, no, that was $40. Well, that was a lot of money. And I didn't realize it, you know, because I was taught, you know, you, there's a pill for every ill. And this person had an ill, so I prescribed a pill. But then I learned, you know, that, that was almost a week's salary back in the 60s. So I've learned uh, a lot. I had a, a professor of uh, medicine who asked me one day, did you learn anything or did you make any mistakes today? I said, no, sir. He said, well, you didn't learn a thing. So you do learn from your mistakes as long as you don't repeat them. And as long as you, as long as you don't injure anybody. So be kind, be grateful. I want to thank you and apologize at the same time uh, for uh, listening here. For those of you that want to learn about cryotherapy, my son, Dr. Ron, has a nitrogen cryo center here in Naples, Florida. And he also uses red light. If you, if, maybe I should talk about that a little bit because red light is anti-inflammatory. Great for your vision, by the way. Great for de-stressing. So cryonaples.com, cryonaples.com. I want to look into that if you care to. All right. I think I've taken up enough of your time. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be live on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And I wish you uh, the best of health and happiness. And I have a dear friend, Freddie, who has written these songs for me. This, this man traveled all over the world with a... Oh, just to some great musicians, and I'm glad uh, that he is my friend. Okay. Ciao. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week. When the doctor is in the house Or when the doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you 
sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week. <laughs>